Thank you for tuning in to Cognitively Speaking. This is the podcast dedicated to providing support and resources to caregivers that are providing care to persons with dementia, Parkinson's, or any cognitive impairment. My name is Lily Williams. I will be your host for this evening's podcast episode. I am the founder of Aging in Place Care Alliance. I am also a true caregiver that has provided care to persons with dementia for over 22 years. We're going to go for a journey. Let's go. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that starts with us from birth and it continues on until we're of age and elderly. And it all begins with a hormone, a hormone called oxytocin. So oxytocin is also considered what they call the love hormone. And it also, it kind of helps us in the sense that from birth, it helps us with lactation and latching on to the mom during childbirth. So it's sort of like a hormone of labor and lactation. The development of the brain, but it also has effects on our brain and our behavior as well. So this hormone is present in both male and females, but it is at higher levels in the female than it is in the male. And as a child, when you're growing and you're developing, starting from the very first relationship, that lactation relationship and parent bonding with the mom and the father, uh, like I said, it helps with development. And if a child endures positive, strong relationships and experiences that helps them to create trust, build trust, that's when this hormone is released. So this, when this hormone is released, it creates the feeling of being loved and a sense of well-being. Oxytocin sends messages to our brain and it plays a major role in our behavior as we age and as we become elderly and for those persons that are experiencing dementia. It plays a major role in our behavior, our social interactions, such as recognition, trust, sexual arousal, and the parent to infant bonding, as I discussed, and also romantic attachment. So this week's podcast episode is going to cover a various number of reasons that oxytocin is beneficial from birth, as we age, and for those suffering with dementia. As a caregiver, I found this oxytocin hormone to be interesting. And throughout the years, I've ventured into looking into it and and when it relates to caring for patients that I've cared for over the years, and also the work that I've done with children over the years. So oxytocin is, is major and it helps to shed light on the caregiver and patient relationships. So if you're caring, if you're a caregiver and you have a patient or 
a client that is very difficult to work with, no matter what you do, no matter how you smile, no matter how joke, how you joke, no matter how friendly you are, the relationship just never expands or grows. It never develops. You can't get anywhere with that patient. I think that oxytocin plays a major role in that relationship, in that person that you're trying your best to provide care for. If that person as a child during their development did not have positive, strong relationships or experiences that allow them to create trust and release the oxytocin hormone, then they have decreased levels of oxytocin. And no matter what you do, that relationship won't go anywhere because that person does not feel love. They do not feel a sense of well-being. And if they have dementia, they probably suffer with depression. And so in depression or depressed person or depressed brain, oxytocin levels are decreased. So that relationship is going to be a very challenging and troubling one to try to build when a person has low levels of oxytocin. But you can look at it from this perspective as well. You have patients that have high levels of well-being and a little smile or joke or friendly reminder goes a long way. And that relationship is, is a bond that cannot be broken. I love strong caregiver and patient relationships that are just loving ones. Like you can just tell when, when the caregiver enters the room, how the person that they're caring for just lights up and all, sometimes all they can talk about is that caregiver. Over the years, I've experienced both, both scenarios. And I've also experienced where a patient can really, really latch on to you and the bond can become unhealthy because they pretty much can base their whole life around you. And that's when that when it becomes to that point, that's unhealthy. And somehow you have to try to break that bond. But it is nice to have a strong relationship with the patient that you're providing care for. Even with dementia, there are certain things that they remember. And I think that oxytocin plays a major role in that as well. Over the years, I've cared for patients, and like I said, I have so many scenarios, so many stories that I can go into, um, and it's just when you hear that, you remind me, or she reminds me of this person, and this reminds me of that, that's when you got to really pay attention. I will share a couple of stories with you that they're examples of when oxytocin levels are present and the relationship is unhealthy. So I, and I'm not, this is part of the reason why I'm not a fan of home care. I am not a fan of home care for this very particular personal uh, experience that happened to me. I do not wish this would occur on anyone and I just, over the years, there's so many home care horror stories that I've witnessed and 
I just, I'm just not a fan of home care. And I know that many of our clients are deserving of home care and need home care, but there's certain home environments that are just unhealthy. And then there's certain persons that you may be providing care for that somehow things slip through the system and you're unaware that this person has lived and done things that may later occur again and they may occur to you. So I I once was a home care provider. I would visit homes throughout various cities and provide care. And one one incident in particular that will never ever leave me has has affected me in many, many ways when it comes to relationships that I have. And it also decreased my trust in 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 men, uh, and I, I hate that that is the case. But just providing care, I would go to this gentleman's home. Uh, he lived alone. He had a daughter and he had a son. I communicated with the daughter and the son. They paid me. This was a private pay case so I didn't have an agency or organization to to kind of back me up or support me when when the incident occurred I had to deal with it the best way that I way that I could and so I would go to this gentleman's home and provide care so in the cares part of my duty duties would include going to his home um Dishes, preparing meals, making sure he takes his medication, uh, grooming, showering. He was able to stand and walk. He walked with a four-wheeled walker. He was not vocal, so he could not talk. He lost his ability to talk. How that happened, I'm not quite sure. But he could hear. He loved to watch cowboy westerns. He watched the clock a lot, so he always was concerned with the time. Um, And so I knew it was a little quirkiness. But one day in particular, I came in and I came and it was laundry day. He only had like one load of laundry. So I was just sitting on the sofa with him and making sure he took his prescribed medications once he took his prescribed medications, I made sure everything, he swallowed everything. Um, I got up and I put them away and proceeded to do the laundry. So when I went to go get the laundry bag and sort the stuff, I walk past, I have to walk past a restroom and I see him on the sofa. And so the the washer and dryer was semi between it's a little room that was between the restroom and the room that he was sitting in. So I see that he gets up. I make no never mind. I know he, he can't get into too much. He can't do anything. Probably just, you know, want to look out the window because sometimes he would go to the big picture window in the front of the house and look out. So I'm I'm in the laundry room, little area, sorting out the laundry. I put the laundry <laughs> It's not funny because I'm I'm laughing to keep from crying because this still this still hurts. It still torments me to this day. And so I I put the laundry in the washer, start the washer. I'm coming out of the little room and he's right there at the door and 
he's he's got his four wheel walker in front of him, but he's blocking me in the little room along with the four wheel walker. And so I I I didn't know if this was something new, a new game we're playing or what's going on. Um, so I I tell him, OK, I, I just put everything in the washer. We can go back and we can finish watching your Western. And he didn't budge. I tried to push the four wheel walker back just a little bit, not grasping him, not touching him or anything. But I, I pulled, pushed the walker back a little bit. He forced it back into my direction. So he's blocking me in the doorway. I can't get out. He's being very forceful. And then I look and he is aroused, like sexually aroused. He was aroused. And I'm sorry, I should have forewarned everyone that this is a little graphic in nature and in detail. This man was sexually aroused and is visible and he is very, very strong. And I tried to push him away with the walker and I could not budge this man. I'm pretty big in stature. I'm I'm tall and always been uh, strong myself, but I could not budge the gentleman. I couldn't get him out the way. And all I could do was back up. I bagged myself up and I closed the little, luckily there was a little door. I closed the door, leaving him outside unattended, but I had to do what was best for me. Just because I didn't like where that situation could have went, I could have been sexually assaulted. And I don't like situations like that. I had to end the relationship. I had to end that client. I had to notify his, when I got a chance to get out of there, when I figured out that he, I could tell from the bottom of the door that he was no longer standing in front of the door. I made my way out of the house and I contacted his son and daughter and I let them know what transpired and I let them know that I would not come back to the place um, to provide any more cares for the gentleman just because I just don't play with situations like that and it hurt me but it hurt me worse to know there could have been a major outcome that could have led to me being physically assaulted and hurt so that's one scenario and my reasoning for not liking home care at all and I wish back then we had like the ring camera thing because it could have caught a lot it could have seen that nothing transpired prior and that this man just out of the blue just changed he just changed on me and it happens it happens in men they get they get like that sometimes but it never personally happened to me until that moment I have heard other things happening to other people but that was the first time I had that incident happen to me and that was the last time and it won't happen to me if I can help it um, again so I've also experienced I had a this was in a an assisted living center. So the, the people are able to live on their own freely, independently. You just have to check on them, make sure they take their medications and you have to just make sure everything's okay with them. Um, and so that's what I did. I was in charge of like 60 of these 
apartments. So I would go from door to door and check on people. And I had a young lady that she was usually outgoing and bubbly and nice and friendly. And she would chat and she would offer you a beer. I don't drink beer, but she was sitting in her little apartment and she would kick them back. And I would just, you know, tell her, you know, be careful. They have the right to do that. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, but one particular day she was, I went into to knock on her door just to see how she was doing and to check on her. And we would do that. I would have to do it like every two hours. Mind you, it's 60 apartments. So I'm walking from door to door. By the time I get done, it's time to do rounds all over again because of their 60 apartments. But this young lady, I really enjoyed her. She would do nothing but drink her beer, offer you beer, like I said, or she would just sit and knit. And she had a very close relationship with her daughter. She had one daughter. And she just like I said, she was usually very nice and bubbly. We got a new charge nurse. We had a new charge nurse. And so I I just never would have known. I just never would have thought. Well, let me tell you the story. So the new charge nurse would go around as well and did her rounds and just she would um, go over the care plans and set up appointments with the family if things changed and just discuss that. That's what the that's what her role was. But she would meet with the clients on a regular basis. And I went to check on this lady one day and she was just different. And so I just asked her, you know, you're something's going on. Can you just tell me what's what's wrong? What's you seem a little down. And she told me, she says, the lady that they hired that that is in charge of my care now, she she looks like a lady. She looks, she's the one that cheated on, she cheated with my husband. <laughs> and so, no, I didn't laugh in her face. I didn't do any of that. I, I just looked at her with like a puzzling look on my face. I said, are you sure? Now, mind you, her husband no longer was living, but this lady did have onset dementia and she she just had the early signs and symptoms of dementia. But other than that, she could do everything and live independently. And and she was like I said, she usually was very nice and bubbly and cheerful. She said that the new charge nurse was the lady that cheated with her husband, slept with her husband, and she wanted to move. She didn't want to live there anymore. So and she told her daughter this. But her daughter refused, for whatever reason, her daughter didn't care. She didn't share that information with any of us. She didn't just, she didn't share it with the charge nurse. She didn't discuss it with me. And, and usually when I see her, when she's bringing her mom beer or groceries or something, um, she would share that anything, any changes or any concerns she had about her mom. But for whatever reason, she didn't, maybe she just didn't get the chance to. But she knew that her mom says that the charge nurse was the lady that slept with her husband and she says that's not the lady that slept with my dad she was like that's not the the lady that my my father had an affair with the lady has red hair and in my mom's mind 
that's her because they both shared red hair. The lady that her husband had an affair with had red hair and so does this charged nurse. So like I said, when they say you remind me of someone or something, that's when you really, really need to pay attention. It's little things like that can, that can trigger a person with dementia and their oxytocin levels uh, playing a role in relationships or recognition, recognizing people or, you know, just simple things like the red hair. Because her husband cheated with a lady that had red hair, she wanted to have nothing to do with living there anymore because in her mind, that was the lady that her husband had the affair with because the charge nurse also had red hair. So hopefully you can see the relationship between oxytocin on the brain and how a person is developed over time to act, their behavior, their social interactions, and their ability to recognize things or just recognition in general. So when someone has dementia, Oxytocin, I believe, plays a major role in that. If a person does not, like I said previously, experience healthy and positive, strong relationships while they're growing up, then you can't expect that to be the same or be true when they become an adult or become elderly or become someone with dementia. So if they they lack all of that, they're going to lack that in their later life and while they have the disease dementia, unfortunately. And it's going to make that caregiver relationship a very big struggle. Lots of power struggles, lots of issues. But if the person from birth during their childhood did in fact develop healthy and positive, strong relationships, they healthy experiences that help them create trust and that strong trusting bond um, that the oxytocin hormone creates, then those caregiver to client relationships are going to be easier, much easier. Those are the ones we prefer. And as a caregiver, you have to have tough skin because you never know what you're going to come across in each and every person. Is different. That's my 15 minutes and I will be here on the Spotify and the Anchor apps. Same time, same place next week. Everyone have a wonderful evening.